So, uh, there's so much going, on, so much this morning to take in, um, and I have so much prepared for you too. So you have to bear with me and uh, stay for another couple of hours. It's that's okay. <laughs> Um, so I'll be sharing the word of God on, on uh, discipleship and hospitality. I'm not, uh, I haven't prepared anything to put on the slides here, so uh, I just read what I have. Um, we we have been, we as a church have been going through this series, discipleship and uh, and hospitality, and we have been blessed by uh, previous messages from previous weeks uh, by Ricky and blah blah that's the um, some, of, some of the things we hear they just imprint in our in our minds the Ark of Vladimir you remember that it's just there <laughs> so the stand they've set the bar too high for me to reach so I'll try I'll try to grab that and, and uh, let me share my experiences because uh, God gave me this uh, this word and, and a heart to share, so I'm just going to put it out. Um, and uh, we are going. To, I'm going to talk about this um, discipleship and hospitality in a in a broader context because it's a very very vast subject, vast topic. Um, and I'm going to share some an amazing story from the Bible because it's I think it's relevant uh, as, as we are in a as we are in a journey as a church, we are, believe it or not, we are, we are transforming in a, in, a, in an amazing way, right? We are changing, we are, the church is changing, we are changing, uh, maybe, uh, maybe through the way we, we give and receive from the church, or to the church, uh, maybe through how we operate as a church. We have been, there are, there are changes we saw this morning as well. Um, so, so there, there is so much change, so much going on. And, uh, and we have some, unbelievable, we have some great news. But we have some new believers in our church as well. Right? So, so that means we need to consider new believers and, and, and people who have been in the church for a long time and people who have been in other churches moved into our church. So we have different uh, groups of people to consider, right? So I'm going to start with this. Who is a disciple? Yeah, please. <laughs> no, 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 we have few hands. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, we, we know that, that um, uh, whoever loves... So, so I think... Um, I, I came. I pondered on this question: Who is a disciple? And I came to a, a conclusion that there are three main categories, there are main, main types of discipleship or disciples. One is simply uh, whoever loves Jesus and follow Him is a disciple. There's no is a, there's no question about it. If you love Jesus, you are a disciple, right? And and the second category, I think, is number one plus this. Uh, so I'm a disciple, I follow Jesus, and also I help others to follow Jesus. That's, that's my second category. And the third category is one plus two, and 
Discipleship is a lifelong process. Yeah? Starting from conversion, baptism, and learning the ways of Jesus throughout our life. That's also discipleship. Yeah? So, so the first one, the first category is if you're loving Jesus and if you're following Jesus, I'm going to um, share some uh, share uh, a, a story from the Bible. But I, I know we have few few many new members in the new believers in the church who love Jesus and they are learning and have been baptized. You know, I am very very to say this, but I am very jealous of you guys of the new believers. You know, when I was baptized, when I was a new believer, when I open a Bible, I'm, I'm going on a road, or meet somebody, or open a paper, or open a book, open a Bible, whatever I did, God was speaking to me. Anybody can attest that? If you're a new, very new believer, you open a Bible, that particular verse talked to you. Every time, everything happens, everybody, somebody says something. Yes, that's for you. I am I'm extremely jealous. That doesn't happen to me. And, and I want that. But now, what happens now is, uh, to me, what happens now is, whenever I uh, read, a, read a Bible verse or, you know, I look for a fresh revelation. That's a different kind of uh, way God speaks to us. But let me stay with the, with the f first category. There is a uh, there is a story when uh, in John four, when uh, Jesus was traveling from Judah. So so the, in in Israel you have Judah here and Samaria and and uh, Galilee. So if somebody want to go to from Judah, Judah where where Jerusalem is, where the temple and everything is going on, is the most happening place. But if, if somebody wants to travel between those, you have to either, you have to go through Samaria. But the problem is, uh, people didn't choose that, that path. Either they go on the sea route or through Jordan, there's a river path. The, the, because they avoided Samaria because there's a history behind it. Because they don't think um, Samaritans were clean enough for the Jews to come in contact with and, and all that. But, uh, but the verse in, in this story, uh, verse, verse uh, 4 I think, is, is talking about, it says Jesus had to go through Samaria. Yeah? He didn't avoid it. He had to go through. He can go through Jordan, he can go through the uh, coast uh, from the sea route, but he is going through it because he he had a divine appointment there with, with somebody, and he's asking for water. He said, "I'm thirsty. Can, I, can you give me some water?" And who is he asking? This is very important. He's asking a Samaritan woman. Uh, there are three three things that we we have to observe here is. For a Jew, a male Jew, talking to a woman, generally in that in the culture there at the time, 
it's very uh, uncommon. A male Jew would not initiate a conversation with a woman unless you know the woman. And then there is a religious difference between Jews and, and Samaritans. Samaritans were uh, half, kind of half um, Jewish because uh, when Assyrians came in and, um, and occupied uh, the northern part of Israel, Assyrians, uh, some of the uh, some of the Jews or Hebrews, they were intermarried. They intermarried the Syrians, so they became half of them, and they they started uh, to follow their um, culture. They started following their pagan practices, etc. So Jews won't, don't consider them to be clean, and they have built their own worship. <coughs> so they they thought, okay, why should we go to Jerusalem? We'll build our own temple here. So there is a religious difference between uh, a Jew and, and a woman. And uh, woman's status there, we have to observe here, is woman got the, uh, generally woman got the water from the well in the evenings. But now the Bible, the, the verse here is saying that it's noon time and she has come here. It could be that, it could be that uh, there is uh, a pro there is some kind of problem with with dealing with other women in the in the area because of the because of the nature. We will see that uh, personality here. Uh, and she had a, she had started. I mean, Jesus started conversation with the woman. And at the end of the story, she um, by the end of, end of the story, she went to into the town. And she said to everybody, come and see what I found. She said, I found Jesus. She said, okay, this could be the Messiah. So come and see what I found. That's the, um, that's the end of the story. But, but um, the, the important thing to, to know here, to understand here is, soon after she found Jesus, she's a new believer, right? She's, she's a new believer. Soon after she found Jesus, she made some other disciples and and if you go on to read the, the other uh, the, the chapter in full uh, or the, the next parts of the chapter the whole town got to know Jesus the whole town and uh, this is amazing she she didn't soon after she encountered with Jesus and you know and Jesus told her about her and about the men she was living with and all that. She didn't suddenly become super righteous. No? She wasn't like uh, the, the super spiritual. And, no, she was herself. She went into the town and she told everybody how she was. She carried her own personality. She carried her own character. She went in and said, that's how God uses new believers. We have to be, so we don't have to be like super uh, spiritual. We have to be ourselves because God made us the way we are and we go in. And, and, and uh, if, if you read um, Acts chapter 8, after the death of Stephen, you know, when the church was being persecuted, Philip was sent to Samaria and he was, he proclaimed the message there and many came to believe. Apostles heard of it 
and they sent who? Peter and John to Samaria. If you imagine, and the Bible is saying in Acts um, 8.25 that many, the gospel was proclaimed in many villages in Samaritan. If you think about, if you think back a bit, where did all, where did all this start? At the well. The conversation with the woman. Now, okay, let, let's step back a bit and, and uh, come to the next category. So I was talking about three categories, right? First one is the new believers and the second one is the one plus. I, I help others to follow Jesus. In the second category, how do we do this? One of the, one of the best tools and, and our church is really good at this. And one of the best tools we have in our church is, is a, a tool and it's called hospitality, right? Uh, it's it's like uh, if, if I'm talking about if I'm talking about hospitality, it's like teaching my granddad how to cough, because I'm not. Uh, uh, you all are great at hospitality, and and uh, we all know that. And and I don't want to teach anything new that you don't know. But let me put my experience of hospitality. So maybe you can learn a, a maybe a, a pencil a pennies worth of uh, wisdom from it. Um, we, we have been in our in our uh, fellowship in our uh, fellowship group. Uh, we have a WhatsApp group, and we I send out every day this season of Lent, and this is a really good time to practice some generosity. So I send out a, a blog every day during this Lent, which talks about generosity. And the recent one uh, was talking about being generous so it, it says we don't need money we don't need the wealth to be generous we need a loving and generous heart to be hospitable to be hospitable okay so if you want if you want to read those blogs read those little tiny snippets uh, on a daily basis during this time please let me know and i'll, I'll send those so Okay, what's what's uh, what's in it, and and uh, and the hospitality is the first first thing about hospitality. What I understood from from Bible and and uh, and being in this church is hospitality is a form of gospel. And Peter was Peter, you know, uh, the apostle Peter. Peter, he asked Jesus, "Listen, Jesus." Yes, we, we left all our families, we left everything, and we are following you. What's in it for me? What's in it for us? And Jesus, in Mark 10, he said, he said this, is very, uh, very profound. He said, truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mothers or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel, who will not receive a hundredfold? Who will not receive a hundredfold? Now, in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. What, so, what that what he's saying is, okay, if you have left those, right, you will be blessed with hundredfold. So don't worry. And 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 what that means is, it, Jesus is saying that. There is something there 
at the top in, in, in heaven for us, in eternal life, right? It's got, hospitality is like a house key to the ground floor. If you open it, you are going to be in the top floor one day. It, it's like that. The second thing on hospitality is, hospitality is, believe it or not, is a spiritual warfare. That's what we experienced. Uh, we, in our house, in our home, whenever we uh, celebrate birthdays or any any celebrations, any any anything to do with our, our family life, we invite some non-believers, non-Christian friends, and we tell them up front, "Listen, we we are having this celebration, but we are going to have some prayer time before." You, you don't have to come during the first half an hour or 45 minutes. You don't have to come and join us later. Usually our, our celebration involves like worship and a couple of Telugu songs and, and some testimony kind of thing. And, and, uh, and prayer, obviously. But you know what they, what they do? They come anyway. They come anyway and, and they sit down and they participate. Even last time, they asked us to pray for their kids. Yeah? They are not believers. And they are ardent, you know, I know them, they are very, very hard Hindus. And they asked us to pray for their kids. Which, which is, so there is, so that's why I think it's a, it's a spiritual warfare. The war begins when, you know, because it's a family thing, they invite us to their parties, their festivals. What do we do there? We, we go. We go there and they ask us to decorate their idols and they ask us to, what do you do? There is a spiritual war. We pray really hard that God may uh, skip us there. But take us there but still be the part of, part of the family celebration and all that. But our heart is with God. And they see that. They, they know that we are Christians and that we pray and all that. But they invite us anyway and we go there anyway and they see us. That means there is a, there is a, you know, there's a spiritual war going on. Uh, and the next thing is about hospitality is a, a joy. Five years ago, many of you know, we lost our, our daughter. And during that time, we were grieving. Uh, within two weeks of that incident happening, and we were grieving. We were still not out of it. And uh, one of our Hindu friends, they invited themselves into our home because it's uh, they want to, to. To be fair, they they want to come and console us, and 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 uh, it's her birthday as well, so they want to celebrate with us. Her birthday in our home and it's uh, it's like they want to be with us and and also make us feel special because they are celebrating her birthday in our home it was difficult it was really difficult how do you do that how do you uh, it's difficult but what we learned from it yeah we were we were there we were uh, we celebrated her birthday and all that um, it was difficult. What we learned from it is 
after, I mean, it was difficult at the time, but we look back now, what we did, the, what we did to that little family, that brings us joy now. Uh, because in our distress, in our, uh, in our difficult time, we, make somebody, we made somebody special. We made an effort to make them feel special. That's, that's a joy. You know, you can't get that anywhere. Only if you love Jesus, if you are in, no, we can't even, we can't even imagine. That's, that's why I think hospitality is a joy. And the, and the next thing about hospitality is, it is contagious. Can anybody agree to this? It is contagious, absolutely contagious. So we joined this church 10 years, 11, 12 years ago maybe, and then uh, we all remember Pat, who, who were here for a few years. And Pat invited us to their home, and Pat and Pete. Uh, and uh, we were very new at the time, and uh, it was uh, the time of Bueller's, uh, we just vaguely said it's Bueller's birthday during that week, something, I, I can't remember fully, but she, they invited us and you know we, we didn't believe that she made a cake, she made so, she, she made it, the whole thing and you know she celebrated our, her birthday in their home. It was absolutely, uh, that's our first experience in, in this country to to feel such, uh, you know, such welcoming and hospitality. And you know what we did for that? We followed it. <laughs> and we've done several things like that to feel, uh, to make people feel, whoever is visiting our home. And you know what they did? I know they did the same. They, it is contagious. Hospitality is contagious. If we started, it, it grows and it goes on. Okay, um, so that's that's the second category. And I'm only talking about one tool out of many umpteen tools we have. But hospitality, because the church is focusing on it, I thought I could share some of my, our experiences that will help others as well. The third category, I said discipleship is a lifetime process. That means if you are a new believer, if you are a believer for ages, decades, we are all in this together. We are all having our own journey. So how do we do, how, what's the, how do we do this? How do we disciple? There are about 59 verses in the New Testament that tell us how to treat one another. Yeah, and uh, I have few of these here. Serve one another, Galatians 5.13. Honor one another, Philippians 2.3. Encourage one another. Pray for one another. Instruct one another. Forgive one another. These, these are, Bible is clear on, on what, how. How do we treat each other? These are, and we're all in the same journey. So I think serving one another is, is mutual and honoring one another, encouraging one another, praying for one another, instructing one another, forgiving one another. It's all in, in different, um, 
we all have different journeys and, and I think we are at different stages in our spiritual maturity. And these verses, these uh, the, the pointers here I'm saying, they will help us. They will help us go in the right direction. Yes, our brother, our sister in Christ, our brother in Christ, uh, they are going through the journey as well. So we have to be, we are, uh, what, what I uh, realize and, and from these verses is, these verses help us to build one another up in the life of the church, in the life of our spirituality. We are not alone in this, isn't it? We are connected to each other and we have to, we have to help each other out. And there are some specifics in the Bible as well about how do we do it corporately as a church. Uh, and I have a list here as well. It, it's, it's clear. So Titus 2.4 says, older women are to train younger women. Second Timothy 2.2 says, Paul trained Timothy to train others to train others. Ephesians 6.4, fathers are to train their children. Matthew 28, 20. Missionaries are to teach the nations everything Jesus commanded. Hebrews 3.13. All Christians are to exhort each other every day to avoid sin and to stir each other up to love and good works. First Peter 4.10. All Christians are to use their gifts to serve others. And many more. But making disciples and discipleship involves everybody all of us you me everybody that's one we all should be helping unbelievers become believers by showing them Christ in our workplaces in our wherever we are right and and God is going to I mean it's not us it's, it's not up to us we don't do the job Holy Spirit does it through us and as a church we should be helping others other believers grow more and more to more and more maturity so everybody is like I said everybody is on their journey and we should be helping each other in the in that journey and and the important thing is also the very important thing I think is we should be seeking to help uh, to get help for ourselves from others. It's not just giving all the time; it's it's receiving as well. So that's that's uh, what I have. That's what I have uh, had to say. Thank you. Can I just can I just pray for this? Jesus, thank you for bringing this word to us and uh, thank you uh, for talking to us through your word about discipleship and hospitality. Lord, we're all in, in, a, in a journey here and we're all in this as a church. Lord, we come to you and, and ask you for help to grow in our own lives build up our, our brothers and sisters and also seek help if we need some. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.